Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly has a party and Jordana Levine. In this week's episode, we discuss the part of your natal chart not often explored and commonly referred to as the wounded healer. We reco an innovative way to relieve stress and surprise, surprise, another TV show to add to your list. We guess the celeb natal chart of a motivational speaker. Will he have his Mercury in Sag? Who knows? And then we dive deep in the first installment of our human design series. But first, Batchy in Paradise thoughts holly oh my gosh jord i don't know if i'm a sensitive sally at the moment and that's feeding into my thoughts but i actually found particularly the second ep almost i mean i want to use the word repulsive in terms of the way that the women speak about one another it is so bitchy this time yeah and it's it's interesting because i know that you're a huge fan of abby chatfield Mm. And I caveat this by saying I don't know her personally and obviously she's playing a character on a show, reality character. I I just, I'm sorry, but it's not just being a feisty woman who knows what she wants. She was being a bully. She was, look, last night's episode I even sent you a message and I was like, oh, Abby, like she was really, the way that she was presented, and I guess it's the way all of them are being presented in a way, as you said, characters, um, she was really manipulating Jamie and he's really being made out to be this kind of victim this time around, which is a very interesting twist in the narrative. But she, yeah, she was manipul- she was manipulating all of them and I think that bullying is not just bullying someone to their face, it's gaslighting them and it's being manipulative and she was being all of those things so as much as Abby wants to stand on this high horse on social media and claim that she's you know for all women and she's just you know um I don't know what does she say I just can't get behind that it 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 makes me as a woman feel so insecure to think that there are women like Abby who are out to get your men. Is, so that's what, okay, so that's what you felt in that, that she was just, Absolutely, yeah. because that's every, not every woman, but that's a lot of women's fear in relationships. And I know none of these women were in relationships with these guys, but to think that there's a woman who will cut your grass, mm. no matter the cost, because that's who they decided they had their eyes on, Mm. that's just realizing a lot of women's fears and I didn't like it at all I'm not Can I'm you not up for it tell me then what you felt about Mary because I have some things to say about the way that she was speaking about Abby interesting I yeah that is that's a really good question Holly because I didn't feel the same way about Mary interesting yeah I feel yeah and I don't know why do you have any thoughts on that Well, no, I don't. And that's why I asked the question because I actually found myself getting more worked up about the way Mary was speaking because a few things, and maybe it's because I could take it more on in a personal way. 
she was making comments about, oh, you know, Abby, we've seen it before with her. She's just going to get her boobs out and she's going to get the attention of men. And I was like, hang on a second. Are we really going down the slut-shaming route again? And and I guess for me, I can relate to that because I've been criticised for the way that I dress. But then under the same breath and in the same episode, Mary's making comments about how one of her greatest features is her ass. And it's like, that's fine, but don't shame another woman for her body parts as well. I just felt they're all... I feel like they're all in it, you know? It just just feels yuck. Yeah. No, that's that's valid. I mean, I don't think it's fair to body shame women at all. And I don't think that what Mary said was okay. But I just don't think that Mary was going out of her way to manipulate other women in the group. Where no. Abby was, and unapologetically so. Mm. And I don't know if that should be celebrated. I feel like mm. she's celebrated as a person, and I just don't think it should be. It may be the reason that because I know when she got eliminated last night, spoiler alert, um, she, you were like, she's going to come back. I don't think they're going to bring her back because I do think people ha- are feeling the same as you, George, where they're like, now, hang on a second, enough is enough and this is ridiculous. Whereas you've got your people like the Brits and the Britneys, very like other ends of the spectrum, but they seem like nice women you know they seem quite nice and lovely but does that make good for good tv no they're definitely bringing her back holly i'm sorry you i reckon? bit my tongue for a good 30 seconds while you said that spiel 100 percent. really content gold of course yes mm, this is look i didn't leave watching the episodes feeling good i would love I'm, I'm going to keep watching because I, I, I know we're the same. We love the love narrative and the genuine love and connections and the stories that unfold there. And I do sense that something is blossoming with Jamie and Brittany, which could be. We need to talk about Jamie. We do. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, celebrating something that is actually a little bit creepy. Yeah. You know and, and- yeah, it's like, is he putting it on? Is he playing up to a character? Or is he genuinely this stage five? I, I don't want to make claims about him at all, but I, I was very confused last night. I kept messaging you because I was like, I don't understand if he's, he's ramping this up for the camera or he really is this creepy is the only word I have. I know. I guess also for his age um, and the way that he speaks about Tim, I said I likened him to Alan in The Hangover and how Alan is obsessed with Bradley Cooper's character. It's very, very reminiscent of that where it's like, what did he say to Tim? You're really my best friend in the whole wide world. Yes. <laughs> and that, and Tim was not having a bar of it. No. No. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I reckon the producers are being quite – clever and crafty in the way that they're cutting narratives and stories here because what I was saying to you last night George is Jess and Abby as far as I know because I follow Abby's social media and have since batch they're they're best buddies and obviously it depends on when this was shot and everything but they were trying to pit them against each other last night and I was very very confused by it yeah I don't know if you can yeah I I don't know if you can take timelines seriously because I think Batch in Paradise was filmed a very long time ago definitely pre-COVID like way before COVID of course of course so it would have been like December January maybe oh I reckon even yeah last year oh if anyone knows can you let us know because that would be really great information it would be it's interesting about um the new Batchy coming up with Lockie because they shut that down when COVID hit. So they've obviously filmed some stuff now. I wonder how they're filming. 
good with point, COVID, actually. Maybe all the girls aren't living in the same house because that would be the only barrier, right? Yeah, and then would they do, like, socially distanced dating? Well, you can be with one other person, I guess, like, if they're your lover, right? Oh, my God, this is so interesting. I wonder how they're going to do it. He is so hot. He is really hot. I, I was, we were watching the promo last night. It's funny because on Survivor, he was a little bit beige. Like he didn't mm. really say much except look hot, but he didn't mm. have much to contribute conversation wise, you know, mm. but I feel like we got some good gold out of him on telly last night. So yeah, I agree. I'm excited to watch it. Was there a little bit of a scandal when it came out that he was back? Yeah. What yeah. was that about? So when he was on Survivor, he was having this very, not official, but obvious sort of love affair with Brooke, one of the contestants. And Lockie got voted off a lot earlier than Brooke. Brooke was one of the last few on the island. And when she came off the island, we all kind of thought, oh, you know, Lockie and Brooke are going to get together. They were messaging each other. They were, you know, there was lots of like after Survivor do's. And then one day, Lockie gets announced as Bachelor. And from Brooke's mouth, there's an interview later, like, completely blindsided she had no idea oh no yeah yeah do you reckon they'll put her as bachelorette <laughs> i hope so she'd be a beautiful bachelorette like oh. really beautiful what oh. is with these reality tv contestants staying in circles like even kieran from batch in paradise we see that one of his ex-girlfriends is coming on and she was also on batch like do they not congregate in groups outside of reality tv groups it's so strange isn't it <laughs> so i think weird. i think what it is whole is that they get oh i can't speak for renee and kieran because i'm not sure on that timeline either no. like when did they meet before they were both on batchy i'm so confused I'm so confused but i think what happens is they get invited to all the same media events and parties right. yes and, and they're not really actually famous so none of the real celebrities give a shit about them so I totally. think they just kind of like boost each other's egos, you know? Yeah, they mingle in the same crews. Yeah. It's such, I'm just so fascinated at being an observer in that world. I just don't think I would last a day. <laughs> oh, my God, I definitely couldn't. I'd love to be a producer on those shows, though, Like I, and a nice producer. Like I'd really like to be able to support some of those women in the Batchy house because I just think it's just wild in there. And this is the, sorry, this is the other thing that got me really upset last night was Britney. Like, she is a lot. She's a lot for a lot of people. But I yeah. feel like the producers know that and they put her on the show to make a mockery of her. Yes. And I don't like it because she's very sweet and she's got a good heart and she's gorgeous. And, yeah, she's a little OTT. But it's just not fair. Like, it's not I, fair. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. I'm like, where do they have someone like – pretty much like you or I on set to sit her down and have conversations with her about self-worth and validating her worth. And, you know, like that, because I was watching that thinking that exact thing. I'm like, gosh, if I could have an hour of her time to go, let's look at, let's unpick this, let's unpick this self-worth thing. And the reality that she's creating in the words of I'm always left, this always happens to me. It's like, yeah, there's so much, um, there's so much potential in actually helping her grow and evolve and these sorts of things. But the producers aren't thinking about that. They're like, oh, yeah, let's milk this for the content. Jord, you're going to teach us today about the Wounded Healer, a.k.a. our Chiron placements. Is that right? Yeah. So Chiron is a placement in your natal chart. If you're only um, natal chart 
is through CoStar, you won't find your Chiron there. Sorry. <laughs> so no. all you have to do is just Google what is my Chiron sign and um, there's plenty of resources to do that. C-H-I-R-O-N for Nelly. Yeah. So Chiron is commonly referred to by astrologers as the wounded healer. And the reason for that is according to Greek mythology, Chiron was a centaur and the son of a god, Cronus, making him immortal. His bloodline also gifted him with supernatural powers of healing. But the ironic thing about Chiron was that he could not heal himself, which is a bit of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feels. <laughs> but also not uncommon amongst healers, right? Totally. It's like a lot of psychics can't read for themselves. And... I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, anyway. Um, he sacrificed his immortality so that mankind could have the ability to create fire. So cheers for that, Chiron. Um, but Chiron, so that, that's the mythology of Chiron, but it's actually an asteroid. Oh yeah. It's one of four asteroids that can come up in your natal charts. The others are really, I never hear them spoken about. They're quite uncommon. Um, I think there's like Ceres, Juno, and there's another one, but yeah, Chiron's quite a big one, and I'll I'll tell you why. Is Ceres um, where the rice crackers come from? It's actually spelled exactly the same. Oh my god! And I think, don't quote me on this, guys. I'll find out more about it. The only reason I don't know is because I've never looked into it in my own chart. But I'm pretty sure Ceres has something to do with like your love wounds. Oh, yeah, but leave that with me. I'll find out oh. more and I'll come back. Um, so Chiron orbits between two intensely oppositional planets. Do you want to have a guess what they are, Hol? Mm, okay, the wounded healer, two intensely opposition. They're not any of the personal planets, if that helps. So they're the big guys. Uh, Pluto? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally just going to spit some planets. Oh, the sun and moon? No. Okay, you go. Okay, so sorry. That was a stupid game. I don't know why I started it. <laughs> that wasn't a fun game at all. <laughs> so it, it orbits between um, Saturn, which is like the uptight, restrictive planet, and Uranus, which is like the liberated, revolutionary planet. Okay, okay. Um, and Chiron's role is to help synthesize the energy of both. Mm, so, interesting. so in this it's like where do we hold ourselves back so the restricted elements of saturn and where can we be destructively rebellious uranus oh yeah. i love it and in order to find middle ground we must a- understand both extremes so there's qu- i mean there's quite a lot to chiron i i really we're going to give you the junk food astrology version today but I want you guys to really start to look into it and, and with a natal chart reader, if you can, because it's yes. quite eye-opening. That's what I was going to say, Jordi, is when I had my chart read with Jules and I, it was the first time I'd heard about Chiron, she explained it really well and it opened my eyes to a lot in my life. So yeah. definitely dive into it with a, a natal chart reader. Guys. And Holly's is particularly interesting. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, but it shows up in so many areas of your life. So intrigued. Yeah. So Chiron's a funny one. It generally will stay in a single zodiac sign for eight years, but it's also been known to buzz through a single sign in under two years. 
So there's sort of no real rhyme or reason to that. But here is where it gets super interesting. Chiron takes approximately 49 years, give or take a couple of years, to journey through all 12 zodiac signs. So we all go through a Chiron return of sorts around our 50th birthday. Wild. Which is also known as your midlife crisis. Yes. Mm, interesting. Wow. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the zodiac sign that Chiron expresses itself through in your birth chart emphasizes the areas of your life that have always felt more difficult than others. <laughs> so triggering already for me it is and me too like wait till you hear ours guys you'll be like they definitely have those emphases in their lives (laughs) (laughs) you can't make this up so your Chiron can point to a few different things um deep-seated insecurities vulnerabilities that make you more sensitive and your overall self-esteem issues oh it's crazy yeah So you will find, though, that because of the way that Chiron moves, a lot of your friends will share the same Chiron as you. Of course. So it's interesting for me because I feel like my Chiron placement is so deeply personal, but I also think that the wound itself probably presents itself differently to different people. Yes, sure, in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So they also say that where your Chiron is and the wound that it's poking and prodding at is is something that unless you come to reason with it and know about it and how you can start to heal it yourself you might find that you obsess over these aspects of your life and are constantly trying to improve them yes yeah makes makes sense especially i guess if you're obsessed with self-improvement because they'd be the obvious pieces of that kind of puzzle that you want to fix yeah. Okay, so should we go through each sign hole? Please. I'm so intrigued. Okay, so guys, I don't know if you remember when we were doing the Mercury episode, I would tell you the placement in the sign and also the house. So it's really important that you have a look at your the sign that your Chiron's in, but also the house that it falls in. Because I know a lot of people with Mercury found that the house was actually more representative of how they felt. Okay, so Chiron in Aries or the first house. I'm going to split this up into your wounds and then the healing gifts. So the wounds of Chiron in Aries, (laughs) no surprises here, anger management, um, lack of self-worth, aloofness and isolationism, cutthroat cutthroat competition style, needing to be number one or refusing to participate, comparing and despairing. Healing gifts empowering people to embrace their individuality, channeling anger into creative expression, Ah. fearless individuality, and modelling independence. Wild. It's so interesting to see how the wound becomes the gift if you, you know, embrace it. Absolutely. Amazing. Also, I just want to credit where I'm getting this Chiron information from today because I am getting it from one source. It's from Astro Style, which is um, the Astro Style twins. I don't know if you know them. They're pretty good. Um, But this is their info on the Chiron sign. So I am getting it straight from their website. So Chiron in Taurus or the second house. So this is you, Holly. You've got your Chiron in the second house. Um, uh, Wounds. (laughs) 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 <laughs> stubborn resistance to and fear of change 
following the flock instead of forming your own values and beliefs, mm. addiction to comforts like eating and drinking, materialism and money struggles. Mm-hmm. You're not all of that. Not all of it. Do you feel like you're some of it? Um, I think the addiction to eating and drinking can definitely flare up when I'm not aligned. And what about, sure. do you feel like you have a resistance to change? Not really. I change on the reg. reg regularly switching it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pivot gal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, healing gifts. Um, creating serene environments, savvy financial planning, holding down the fort during turbulent times, calm in the storm, practical magic, teaching, modeling, traditional wisdom. So you do oh, that. Beautiful. You do I all love of that. that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like my second house Chiron part is quite aligned, maybe because I'm married to a Taurus, so it's being modeled very nicely for me and I'm just absorbing it. Yeah, that's lovely. Do you know what Trans Chiron is? Um, actually, I have no idea. Do, do you, you know have what? it there? I've got it. Oh my god, what's this kind of secret stash of everyone's husband's natal charts? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so convenient. I know. Um, this Chiron two is in cancer. You guys have the same or oh, of course you do, because you're the same age. Oh yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> Okay, so Chiron in Gemini. Surprise, surprise, this is me. Another Gemini placement. <laughs> oh, or the third house. Um, <laughs> I'm so triggered just reading this out. So oh my God. Just, just bear with me. Um, wounds. <laughs> fear of being alone. And this comes to the fear of being alone, aka without a twin. And this yeah. comes a lot uh, up a lot for Geminis, this idea of needing to find their twin. And if they don't have their twin, then they're incomplete. which is not true because you are complete you know but this is a battle this is a battle for a gemini so fear of being alone approval seeking nervous chatter or addiction to gossip constant pivoting that makes it impossible to finish what you start absolutely that's me i know it looks like i finish a lot of things i start but i start a lot of things that you don't see me finish (laughs) (laughs) just so you know um anxiety about being judged and sibling rivalry I don't really have sibling rivalry, but I do have anxiety about being judged for sure. Wild. Um, healing gifts, play-based learning, very true. Yeah. Um, communication arts, absolutely. Yes. Cooperation and mediation, yes. Yes. Using wit and humor as a tool for <laughs> connection. Shut up. Yeah, putting people at ease, inclusivity. Oh, God, George, you are nailing the healing aspect. Well, maybe that's why I'm not too wounded, but I still feel yeah. a little bit wounded. Wow, that's wild to me. It's just a beautiful example of how this stuff really plays out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right, my love, this is you. Chiron in Cancer or the fourth house? Um, and the reason that we said it's so interesting that Holly has her Chiron in Cancer is that pretty much everyone in Holly's life is a Cancerian. Yeah, every triggering relationship I've ever had in my life is a Cancerian. For yeah. Sure. Like yeah. deeply wounding ones. Yeah. Um, so the wounds of Chiron in Cancer or the fourth house, trouble feeling at home or safe, both yep. in your body and in the world. <sighs> Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like already I want to cry. Okay. Don't. Are you all right? It's fine. No, it's fine. Keep okay. going. Um, hoarding resources and money. You, you are definitely a money hoarder. I'm such a money hoarder. It's a joke. Yeah. Holly does not spend her money. It's so aggravating for me because I like to take baths in my money. (laughs) It's such a weird thing as well. I don't think people really realize that about me, but I'm like, I just sit on it. I mean, it's good, but it's also like, well, you must do something with it. (laughs) 
like it's not like you're investing it. You're just sitting on it. I know it's annoying. It's so annoying. Um, emotional eating. Oh my god, the food thing. It, oh my god, no, did you know what, George? What? The fact that this has come up in the second house, like Chiron piece, and this, it gives me answers because emotional eating is a big crux of mine that. I haven't really been able to fully realize why. And now I can just blame my natal chart. Yeah. Wow. Um, Xenophobia and stranger danger. Oh. Interesting, hey? Did you have stranger danger? Growing up, yeah. Yeah? Terrified terrified of strangers, terrified of being anywhere on my own. Yeah, especially as a young, young child. Yeah. Um, And then the last one is family dysfunction. Oh, didn't see that coming, Jude. Both of my parents are Cancerian. Yeah, it says he possibly with the mother, I guess because Cancer is such a maternal energy. Well, Trent's mum is also Cancerian. Oh, my Lord. Okay, Mm. moving on. Healing gifts. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Creating a safe haven for community. Empowering women. Shut up. Nutritional wisdom nourishing with food. Yes figuring that out and here's the last one that you have started but you really need to get your act in order with savvy financial planning oh my god really yeah i've just started with a finance coach guys that's what jord is alluding to wow this oh my god i feel i feel more seen in this junk food astrology than any of the others oh my god that's so good i love the chiron placement i hope you guys are feeling seen too yeah. Oh, keep going, George. Keep going. Okay. Chiron in Leo or the fifth house. Wounds of Chiron and Leo. Need for validation, attention, and approval. So you can see, guys, already that it's kind of taking the shadow elements of each sign um, and seeing where people obviously are lacking in certain areas that bring out those shadow qualities. Totally. So, so with Leo, yeah, need for validation, attention, and approval. Presenting a false front addiction to drama and intensity, romance slash love addiction, and chasing the high. Um, I'd love to know someone with their Chiron in Leo. I feel like to be a hot mess. So the healing gifts for Leo, empowering others through authentic self-expression, playfulness, and healthy hedonism, using the arts to uplift and spread a positive message. That's really beautiful. I love that. It's so beautiful. So really... If we really break it down, it's looking at the shadow qualities of the sign and bringing in the light qualities to balance it out. To I heal love it. it. Oh, it's so, it's a powerful um, placement, this, this Chiron business. Oh, this one's going to be interesting. Okay. Chiron in Virgo or the sixth house. Tell me. Wounds. Debilitating perfectionism. Mm-hmm. People pleasing. Mm. Distorted self-image. Anxiety about people's judgments, being excessively critical of others, hypochondria. Right. Healing gifts, creating structures to help people improve their lives from home organization to wellness. I wonder if Marie Kondo has her Chiron in Virgo. If so, she'd be well and truly healed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else? Oh, creating empowering media. Interesting. That's very specific, isn't it? That's so specific. (laughs) I love that. Chiron in Libra or the seventh house. Mm, This is hard. Mm. Wounds, inability to commit to relationships, Mm -hmm. paralyzing indecision, romanticizing, 
trying to force peace at any price, mm. trouble ending relationships. Oh my gosh. So that's interesting. Inability to commit, but also trouble ending. So that would yeah, just so be, they'd be cheating. <laughs> they'd just be cheating left, right, and center. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's a very sweeping statement, Holly, but. I'm so sorry. Sure. <laughs> sorry. That's what I think. <laughs> I wonder if Kieran has his Chiron in yes. Libra. Probably. Um, healing gifts, fostering peaceful communication and harmonious compromises. Beautiful. Diplomacy, creating beauty and heart-opening experiences, being a messenger for Cupid. Oh, my God, stop. Oh, I love this website. Astro Style just writes everything so beautifully. Okay, Chiron in Scorpio or the eighth house. Wounds. Oh, my God, I don't even know what this word is. Nihilism? Do you know what no that idea. is, Holly? No idea. Oh my god, I hate I... when I don't know a word. I've got to Google it. Hang on. Yeah. We call ourselves wordsmiths. Nihilism. The rejection of all religious and moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless. Whew. <laughs> wow. I mean, if anyone's going to be that dramatic, it's Scorpio. So Chiron and Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Can you can you think about what one of their other wounds might be, Holly, for a Chiron in Scorpio? Um, is there anything to do with sex? Yeah. Like using sex as a crux for something? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe. It says sexual addiction. Yeah. 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 I, can, I can feel that. Um, power struggles, jealousy and obsession, trouble leaving bad relationships. Heavy. Um, the healing gifts, soul deep sexual healing. Oh yes. Um, helping people through extreme life passages such as births, deaths, and other transitions. Wow. So perhaps being a doula. Oh yes, or a tantric practitioner. Yeah. I know who's you're checking. <laughs> I, know. I don't think I've got her here. I don't. Wild. Yeah, wild. Hey. Um, okay, Chiron in Sagittarius. Wounds, fanatical or zealous beliefs, disruptive nomadic tendencies, aggressive or tactless communication style, chasing the high of the next big thing. We spoke about that in Mercury as well. Yes, Interesting. Yes, yes, makes sense. Um, the healing, healing gifts, revealing higher truths with compassion, fostering diversity and inclusivity, Creating conscious media laughter as medicine. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if I said, but that's also um, if your Chiron's in the ninth house. Okay. Okay, we're almost there, guys. Chiron in Capricorn or the tenth house. Wounds, obsessive ambition, mm-hmm. using career as an escape. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if there's like a whole group age group who is doing yes. that. You know, like. Because I don't think it's the well, it's not the millennial generation. Or oh, millennials are hard workers. They're not all. They're not all not hard workers. Um, but I mean, like that sort of like maybe people who were sort of in their late forties, early fifties that went through that like really hard ass work ethic, yes. kind of decade. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I keep seeing Don Draper from Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> Character, not a real person. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fixation on gaining status and approval. Mm. Family dysfunction, possibly showing up as daddy issues. Oh. Mm. 
Healing gifts, level-headed leadership, environmental consciousness, utilizing resources to provide for everybody. Beautiful. Chiron in Aquarius or the 11th house. Wounds, destructive rebellion, (laughs) scientific detachment from emotions. I've never heard Aquarius described like that, but that is perfect. It's beautiful. Scientific detachment from emotions. Love it. Mm. Trying to fit in. Healing gifts, social justice activism fostering utopian communities does that mean starting a cult what does that mean yes it does. <laughs> precisely and a sharing economy both online and irl uplifting idealism beautiful okay lastly chiron in pisces or the 12th house my chiron is in the 12th house uh don't relate to all of this but some of it farshala um wounds fear of asserting boundaries definitely in my youth not today i am miss boundary setter um, escapism, definitely still struggle with that. Um, addiction, denial, not living in reality, having a parent with an addiction or who was mentally ill. Well, I don't have either of those things. Um, but so I can't, yeah, I can relate to the escapism thing. That's why I'm obsessed with rom-coms. Yes. Um, healing gift gifts, helping people let go of limiting beliefs. Oh, I do that for Whoa. a living. <laughs> Spiritual and esoteric leadership, psychic, metaphysical, shamanic powers. Oh, my gosh. And helping people live out their fantasies. Ooh, does that mean prostitution? Maybe. Great. <laughs> um, so interesting, right? Oh, George, that was a really, really good one. Yeah, I think so too. Chiron doesn't get enough airtime. I know. I think because it – and I said this when people were asking, are we going to do all of the planets? And I – said a hard no because when we start to get to some of the bigger planets like Saturn and Uranus and Neptune they move very slowly so you will find like I've said before the generational so it's very hard to personalize the experience but I do think with Chiron even though you will find that people in your age group will share your Chiron it does feel very personal it really does. And I guess because there are a few pointers, so you might not relate to all of them. You'll relate to a few of them. And we're all having life experiences in their own way, but we all go through family stuff, career stuff. It's just, I guess, the way that it shines a light on the way that you experience those things. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I glad you it. enjoyed that whole. I can't wait to re-listen to be like, okay, where do I need to work? Especially the, the eating thing. That's really blown my mind in a good way. Yeah, and something that you obviously hadn't heard before. Yeah, Jules did say in my reading with her that I use food as a crux, but I haven't really listened in a long time. So this is prompting me to get it back out again and have a listen. What are we watching this week, Jordan? <gasps> well, another TV show. I know I'm so sorry, guys, but like you love TV. Yes, and we if, love it. And if you're in Victoria, I'm sure you're watching a lot of it. You guys have probably already watched this because it's the best show on television at the moment. Um, Say I Do Surprise Weddings. Holly, have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. You told me all about it though. Okay, so it's on Netflix. Um, It's pretty much like Queer Eye for Weddings. Oh. And the three guys who do the wedding, well, it's not a makeover. They're like creating weddings for people. Wow. Um, they're, They're addictive. I'm obsessed with all three of them. The thing is, it's always a surprise wedding. So I don't know if it's always the man surprising the woman, but the two episodes I have watched so far it is, and it's just so beautiful. I mean, the weddings they create are phenomenal, but just 
hearing these men talk about how much they love these women and what they want to do for them is just oh, oh. it's so beautiful and and the the guys that are the the three guys that do the makeovers I don't know their names I'm so sorry but they're so beautiful and honest and caring and sweet they're just it's it's amazing it's re- it's a really beautiful show if you love queer eye you'll love say I do surprise so that's premise of the surprise is that the husband goes away and plans the wedding and the wife just has no say in it and it's or is that how it works sometimes they're not even engaged oh my god this is wild so they propose and they're like we're getting married on saturday (laughs) oh my god yeah i'm excited i'm excited good record so i haven't seen any failed ones yet i'm assuming there's not any of like oh i actually don't want to marry you Sorry. <laughs> I just love anything to do with weddings. It's like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I think you'll love it. And it's really easy to watch too. Perfect. Yeah. Holly, what's your record this week? My record this week, they're called Oracle, George. I'm going to spell that. A-U-R-I-C-L-E. It's a play on words. And they are easy. <laughs> I don't think you needed to explain that. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> My Mercury and Virgo just wanted to sing flat for you guys. <laughs> So they're known as ear seeds, which is basically acupressure for the ears. It's known as auricular therapy based on the traditional principles, um, the same traditional principles as acupuncture. Now, I'm a gal who's actually never experienced acupuncture before, George. So I know. Never, never. You've never had acupuncture? Not once in my whole life. Why? I don't know. Just never have. Oh, my God. I know. It's weird. Hey, you'd think I would have. Holly. Yeah. It's it's on my to-do list. So powerful well i'm learning just from the acupressure points in my ears so i when you receive your oracle ear seeds they're really blingy and pretty you can get different colors there's gold silver and also crystal which is what i'm using and wearing at the moment um you receive charts so there's stress and anxiety and the points to put in your ears for that or there's hormonal imbalances there's cravings there's mood and fatigue there are a few charts you get to pick and choose where what acupressure points you're going to use and you just pop the seeds on in the points on the chart and you leave them for up to four days george i i I said to you this morning as well i don't know if this is a placebo thing i'm assuming not i'm assuming they genuinely work it's been a little under 24 hours and i have had a highly stressful week like anxiety through the roof i woke up this morning i'm like i feel really good like not just a little bit good like very grounded and stress-free. So, guys, I'm blown away by them. And that's my record for the week, Oracle Ear Seeds. Well, lucky they worked within 24 hours, so you had a record this week, Cole. Right? I know. I was like, <laughs> what was I going to record otherwise? Like, it worked out really well. And they look really pretty too. They yeah, look like, you look like, you know, got like punk ear rock. Seeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When we did the Mercury episode, we spoke about how people with their Mercury in Sagittarius were likely to be motivational speakers. And when I say we, I mean me. I made this proclamation. (laughs) I would like to debunk it at this point. (laughs) I take it all back. Um, So this week, Holly, I chose a motivational speaker for you because I was going to be like, oh my God, look, his his Mercury is in Sag, but it's not. Um, But you can guess the rest of his chart. It's uh, none other than Tony Robbins, probably one of my least favourite men. Yeah, mine too. And definitely not up there as a motivational speaker that I would go and watch. No, but you almost did one time. 
Remember? And then yeah. you had to talk me out of it because you're like, Holly, you're doing that because you think you should, not because you want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, it was like a five-day adventure. It wasn't like just going to one sitting. But I thought I should have gone because the ticket was gifted. I'm really glad I didn't go. Anyway, you know, if you love him, great. If you don't like him, understand. Um, this is going to be an interesting one because I'm not often guessing natal charts of people that I don't like. So let's drop in, shall we? It's a really interesting chart. And I'm going to give you one hint. Well, it's not a hint, but I'm just going to tell you what his Mercury is. Okay. His Mercury is in Pisces. Really? Yeah. That makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Zero sense. Because I also said in that episode that Pisces wouldn't make good public speakers. Wow. Mm. Is everything we've ever spoken about a lie? I think it might be. Guys, stop tuning so in sorry. to the show. <laughs> the show ends as of now. <laughs> we'll self-destruct in three, two, one. Um, all right. Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins. The, the elements that are coming up for me, I, I would love for you to say yes or no. First element that's coming up is, is there a fire placement? Yes. Is there a water placement? Yes. Is he just fire and water? No. Okay, there's one more placement. <clears throat> it's earth. No. Oh, okay, so no earth. Fire, water, air. All right, let's place these. I'm confused already. I've just got to really drop in here, don't I? Yeah, because I would never have guessed this chart. Fire rising. No. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna figure out the signs okay. rather. Okay. Is fire placement is it oh, I wanna say Sagittarius just because of that one motivational speaking piece. Mm. But and also the fact that like he travels around a lot. Mm. Um I'm gonna say not Leo. That would be correct. Great. Because the other piece I'm working with with Aries is his is quite, you know, that intense Aries energy, like quite fueled and passionate and present. I'm going to go Aries. Yeah, you're right. Okay, great. It's Aries. Cool. Water. Scorpio. <laughs> no, but I would have guessed that too. <laughs> oh, I just thought that that was obvious. Uh, okay, I'm just going to park water. And air sign. Oh, Weird, weird. Libran? Yes. Yeah, only intuition said that. I would never have logically guessed that. Me neither. I would have said Aquarius. Aries? Libran. I know. <laughs> and either Cancerian or Pisces. I'm going to go for Cancer. No, Pisces. Okay, so Aries, Libran, Pisces. Let's place these. Aries is his moon? Yes. Libra is his son. No. Okay, so he's a Pisces with an Aries moon, Libra rising. Yeah. Does that mean we get along? And his Mercury is in Pisces. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see in his chart, other than his Chiron actually, which is in Aquarius, I can't see him this the, sorry because i don't know him the tony i see on stage it's it's He's... just interesting and also i'm a bit thrown because uh, and this is 
they, I don't think that this was ever proven, but it's it's muddied the water, and this is what the media does. Is I'm sure there were sexual harassment claims last yes. year about him, and it's just really turned me off him. But I don't know if they were ever proven or not. I was the same as you. Is is he must be highly produced, George? Yeah, do you think? Yeah, I, I really do. I think he's highly produced and I think his Libran rising allows him to be adaptable to how people need to see him. Mm. I don't think – so hang on, it's – uh, How does his Pisces sun cope with the limelight? And the Pisces Mercury. I'd love to know his human design. Yeah. Wow, that was a good one. Really, Thanks. really good. Well I'm done, Judd. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Moral of the chart is anyone can be a motivational speaker. Yeah. If there's any Pisces, Mercury and Pisces out there, whose dreams I crushed a couple of weeks ago. Dream to leave a chief. You've got this. <laughs> Last week, we introduced you guys to human design and we did promise that we were going to break down all five human design types. So yeah. this week is our first installment and we're kicking off with generators. Yes, we are, Jord. Uh, I had the pleasure of diving deep into all things generator life. And you and I both have a fair few generators in our lives as well. So we thought we'd share our experience with generators, but also um, bits and pieces that I found online as well. So the first thing to know about generators in human design is they make up over 70% of the population. So they are the most common of the human design types. And it's a good thing because we need generators because nothing in the world would get done without them. Generators are the doers and they are here to respond. So that's there when they are living in their energetic integrity, they respond rather than react. They're known as sacral beings, George. So their sacral center is defined and basically what that means in human design, guys, is your sacral center is your center of life energy, of productivity, energy for life, for work. This is why generators are so great at getting things done. But what I found really interesting is their purpose in life as a generator is to seek out the things that they love, the things that bring them joy, and do those things. They're here to show us, it's so inspiring because they're really here to show us that you can do work in life that you love and that lights you up. So generators feel they're not self uh, when they're, hang on a second, pause. So when generators are in their not self, it feels like frustration to them. So Frustration will arise in a generator when they're responding to something that their mind thinks they should do rather than what their sacral, their gut instinct is telling them to do. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So so for a generator, it's sitting in your life and looking at all areas of your life and going, what actually feels inspiring and alive and aligned for me from my gut, from my core, from that sacral defined center rather than catching yourself in thought going, oh, I should do this because. Uh, and because once they're living out their truth, which is finding joy and pleasure in the things that bring them life, then they're more likely to feel inspired by what they're doing in their life. And then that energy becomes inspiring to everybody else as well. Amazing. So sorry, you said they're not selfish frustration. Yeah. What What is it when they, What what's the, what's the opposite of not self? 
their opposite of not self is their self, which is to respond, and their aura, which is when they're in their self, opening and inviting. Mm. Yeah. So they're designed to love what they do and to feel fulfillment and accomplishment. Wow, that's so good. So what's interesting to note about generators is that the world is very much set up for generators. So it's sort of, you know, like if you think of the structures of the societies that we live in, you know, nine to five jobs, um, life juggle balance, yes. life juggle, life work juggle, all of that sort of stuff. Um, generators are really good at that. That's yeah. sort of multitasking, doing lots of things, working productively throughout the day clocking on, clocking off, exactly. that works for them. And the world's set up for them, which is really great. It, it is. It's so, so great. And that's where people like you and I or maybe anyone else with their human design that isn't generator, we can get it wrong because we see that the majority of people can thrive and act in that way. So we think we should too. And that's where it's like, oh, no, hang on a second. But what generators do need to watch out for is while society is designed to um, – to be conducive to the doing and the getting things done in the nine to five, what society has gotten wrong in a way is and just suck it up and work the job to get it done. It's like, no, the the gift is in actually finding the thing that brings you pleasure. And there is this piece with generators around sensuality and pleasure and finding things that actually bring them joy and play is a big aspect of them as well. So if you're a generator and you're sitting there going, I don't really know what lights me up or inspires me, Start to make that a priority in your day. Start to play. Start to seek out pleasure. Start to seek out sensuality. Dance, move, and feel into where joy is calling you. But also this this big piece of the generator puzzle is respond. And when I feel into what respond means, Jord, it's like take a breath before acting on anything and drop out of head and into your gut or that defined sacral to go, is this in alignment with what feels expansive for me or is this I'm doing this because I think I should, you know? Especially if you're an Aries and a generator. Well, this is where it gets so complex, right? Because you do want to look at all of the layers and how they overlap. So I'd love to hear from our generator listeners in how they feel when they are in alignment, not just in what you do for work, but in relationship, in in all sorts of things uh, and how you bring yourself back or cultivate that, you know, that expansive generator energy rather than the not self-generator energy. Absolutely. So guys, if you don't know your human design, if you head to jovianarchive.com, you can do your chart there. You're not going to understand it at all. And so as we said last week, we highly recommend getting your chart read professionally um, I recommend Emmy Ray from The Daily Rest. You can find her on Instagram at The Daily Rest. She does a really good first read, um, but it is quite intricate. And most human design readers will encourage you to do three sessions. You don't need to. You can do the one just to understand it. But like to really dive deep, it, it takes a lot. It's a lot of information. Absolutely. And I find especially if you're listening to this and you're either running your own business or thinking of it at some point, You've got to get your chart done because it really does change everything. It, it, honestly, it's, it's, yeah, it just changes everything. <laughs> but yeah, but even if you're not, like out, outside of career, it's not like a lot of those personality tests that we spoke about last week, you know, mm-hmm. where it's very much about drive and ambition. Human design will tell you how to relax, like how to restore your energy, what so works true. for your own energy stores. 
what works for your own productivity levels, how you show up in relationships. If you can sleep next to somebody else, Holly and I will tell you yes. more about that when we get to projector week. Um, yes. but it's, it's really, really eye opening. What details you, you'll need to do your chart are the same as your natal chart. So you'll need your date of birth and you'll also need, uh, your time of birth to get an yes. accurate chart. Absolutely. And speaking of natal charts, I have an announcement to make. Okay, there are what? no new zodiac signs. There is still <gasps> only 12. There is not 13. This is not new information, guys. You may have seen some of the memes going around. You may have seen them posting uh, in the middle Facebook group. This happens at least once a year, several times a yeah. year. And yeah. we've been debunking it for as long as I can remember. There was a really good article that a listener put up in the middle Facebook last night. There was some rumor going around yesterday about NASA saying it was official. That did not happen. So I just want to read a little passage from this um, article from The Independent in the UK because it just summarizes it really well. Um, So thousands of years ago when the Babylonians had put together astrology, basically, (laughs) they looked to fit 13 constellations into the easily divisible 12 months of the year. And so to do that, they had to remove one. And that one that they removed was Ophiuchus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been removed, but it's always been there. It's not a new constellation that's been discovered. So nothing has moved in order to fit it in, which is what these memes are saying, which basically would shift all of the dates. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first way to debunk it is to have a look at it and see what you are and know that you don't relate to that sign at all like holly would be a cancer that is just hilarious not a cancer i'm sorry no absolutely not what would you be um i'd be a taurus which is not outrageous for me but i'm also so gemini it's not even funny true (laughs) i mean stupidly disgustingly gemini yeah um what else they've said here is that as for the like the nasa um rumor that's going around It says some of the articles claim that NASA created that 13th constellation, but it was and is a constellation that was in the sky when the current system of the Zodiac was made and all NASA did was point that out. That's all they did. They didn't say anything. Nothing's changed. But, I mean, they pointed it out because it's true. It's not untrue. No one's been hiding it. It just wasn't included in the Zodiac system when it was created just don't understand the fear-mongering of people. Why do they do this? Why do they bring these memes out? It's it's actually annoying. I'm very annoyed by it. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm annoyed by it too. And it's like you can't just give someone a new star sign. Like astrology doesn't work like that. And also it's so intricate astrology, which you can tell from your own natal chart, that you couldn't just one day start switching everything around. Like it would change the entire world. (laughs) I feel like that's where people don't understand it. It's the people who don't appreciate astrology, don't understand that, oh, haha, your star sign's actually wrong. It's like, no, hang on, that actually changes the entire mathematic equation of everything and the whole way that the universe works. So, no, haha, joke's on you. You've been listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Party and Jordana Levine. Join us on Facebook. Just search The Middle Podcast. And while you're there, why not join us in The Middle membership for weekly energy reads and monthly group calls. We're also over on Instagram. Just search at the underscore middle underscore podcast. See you next week. I didn't want to say goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 